Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the start of something new, a DCOM podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me, as always, is my co-host and fellow writer, Kate. And this is the podcast in which we review every single Disney Channel original movie in chronological order, all the way from Under Wraps to The Rise of Red. And in this episode, which is season four, episode two, we will be discussing the 64th Disney Channel original movie, Read It and Weep. But before we do that, Kate, how have you been since our last recording? I've been pretty well, Jake. Um, things are going good over here. It's busy. The academic calendar, as I think I said last time, is continuing to pick up pace. But I am especially excited right now because at the end of the week, uh, probably around the time this is posted, I will be in New York for Fashion Week. uh, Because for those of you who don't know, I am a hobbyist uh, runway model. And by hobbyist, I mean the gigs that I'm currently doing are not paid. Um, But I do have an agency and I do get to go to New York Fashion Week, which is amazing. And so... Yeah, uh, that's at the end of this week, and I am really, really excited about it. I think I think this is going to be the, I can't guarantee right now, but I think this is going to be the most bookings I've had for a fashion week ever. Um, you know, so that is really, really exciting, and I'm really pumped. But how about you? How, how are you? Um, actually, I was going to ask real quick. So how many fashion weeks have you will you have done now when you do this one? So fashion week is every September and February. And I, I think four, I started in September of 2021 and then I did February of 22, September of 22 and then February of 23, but I skipped September like six months ago, September. Uh, I was just very, uh, financially tapped out because, you and I went to the theme parks and right before that I went to Scotland and it was just too much. So, um, because like I said, this is volunteer work. And so I, uh, um, I have to, you know, just like pay for the flight and a hotel room. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't have the means really in September or really didn't, you know, when I've been smart, I guess is a better way of putting it, but I have done four, I think. Yeah. September, February, September, February. Yeah, so this is my fifth, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Very exciting, very exciting. You know, I've been, I've only been to New York once in my life, but you know, I would love to return back to the city. <laughs> if you ever want to go for Fashion Week, well, we should like, we should make like a trip of it at some point or something. Mm. It's, oh my God. it's so much fun. Oh my gosh, we totally should. That'd be fun. I've because when I went to New York for the first time and only time so far, I went with my uh, family. It was a, a vacation, and then so I've never been with like a friend, but I think that'd be fun because it also would be fun just to go somewhere different with you because you know we've only been to one place together so far, and that's you know the Orlando theme parks. But you know it'd be fun to go somewhere else together too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely should sometime. Um, I have like I. I feel like at this point I'm starting to kind of, um, know, I don't want to say my way around New York, but at least like kind of have a feel for, I, for, you know, where you can get good. I mean, I say good deals loosely because it is New York and everything thing is expensive in New York, but good deals on like hotels and, um, seeing stuff on Broadway, um, and a good, 
grasp of some of the good restaurants and stuff like that, it, at least in like central Manhattan. And so I, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I would love to go with you at some point. We can, de- we can definitely talk about going at some point, but yes, uh, New York is amazing. And so here's a funny thing too. I'm going to New York for fashion week and then uh, I come back to where I live and then I go back to New York, uh, but not for, uh, I go back to New York because my school is partially, if not partially, if not fully, because I at least get partial funding and I applied to more. So fingers crossed, everybody send the positive vibes, uh, funding the second trip because I am doing a conference at a university in New York, um, so I'm going back, like I'm, I'm going there for fashion week and then I'm coming back and then like two weeks after fashion week, I'm going back to New York for another weekend, <laughs> but hopefully at least partially not on my own dollar. And like, again, fingers crossed, hopefully it'll get totally paid for by the university, but I have guaranteed partial funding. So that's, you know, why I'm able to go back, but I'm super excited for this academic conference too. Yeah, you're really you're in your welcome to New York era. I really am. Like February is my welcome to New York like month of the year, I guess. <laughs> Apparently. Uh but yeah, as far as I go, I'm doing fine. Um <laughs> I say the most exciting thing that's happened to me so far is that my car actually I don't think I maybe I don't think I mentioned this in our catch up episode, but um I got a new car Ooh. back in start of August and after like six months of owning it, it's finally time to get its oil changed for the first time. <laughs> Yay. How, is, how are you enjoying her? Are do you still, is she still running well for you? Oh, she's still running really well. For those of you who don't know, I, I, I really did do an upgrade. I went from like a 2012 Ford focus to a 2017 Ford escape. So firstly, it's much bigger because you remember my last, my, my, my focus was not a very big car. <laughs> she, was, she was pretty small, but she, she got the job done. She did, but eventually, you know, it was about the time for me to upgrade. So I got this new one and it's a lot bigger, a lot more room and it's cuts to 17 model. It's got a bit more technological upgrades like remote start and all that. So that's nice, but you know, she's running well still. And now she gets to have her first oil change. <laughs> Yay. That's so exciting. Well, I'm glad that she's running well for you and that we still, you know, love her just as much as we did back in August. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's super good to hear. Yeah, it's just been it's been really nice because, like I said, I well, because I'd had the focus basically since I graduated high school. And then you, we, as we know, that was a while ago now. So, yeah, it was about time to time for an upgrade. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it was. But we're glad that you got the car that you were able to get. And um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. Um it's exciting that she's, you know, she's going to be hopefully your car for like a hot second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You haven't, you haven't been in this one yet. I know though. Yeah. I think I, I think I didn't, the only, I mean, I did see you in August, but we were not like up where we're from and where you live. We were down doing the theme parks. Yeah. So now my car was at home, <laughs> but yeah, no, someday, someday I'll, uh, you'll get to ride in it. <laughs> Yes, I'm so I'm so pumped. I mean, I'll be up there, I'm sure, at some point over the summer. I'm just trying to figure out when. So we'll make sure that we'll we'll get we'll do a nice like drive around. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, that's all that's really been going on with me. Just you know, just fun car time, fun car times. Not like, not like things breaking. So that's good. Perfect. Well, that is so good to hear. Um, so yeah, everything is, I think, pretty pretty well right now. So hopefully things continue, you know, to be good for both of us. Mm-hmm. But all right, now that's out of the way. Kate, are you ready to get into this episode's decom? I am ready. All right. So as I said, this episode we will be discussing a read it and weep. Kate, let's start with some background. Would you like some background? I would love a little bit of background. All right, here we go. So Read It and Weep is a 2006 Disney Channel original movie. It originally premiered on July 21st, 2006. And then I don't know if you caught this in the opening titles, Kate, but this is actually based on a real book. Yes, I did know that about this. I have not read the book, though. I'm not familiar with it. Yes, this um, decom in particular was based upon the book um, How My Private Personal Journal Became a Bestseller by Julia DeVillers. Which, like, again, very interesting book, um, if it's anything like the movie. Um, but very cool that it is based on a book. But I'm not, yeah, I'm not familiar with DeVillers' um, novel. Yeah, so, yeah, so this was based on a book. It feels like it's been a minute since we've had a decom based on a book, actually. Yeah, I think it has been. Yeah, but anyway, so, yeah, this originally premiered. Uh, July 21st, 2006. So we're right in the middle of summer, 2006. And wouldn't you know it, Kate, this uh, decom was directed by the one, the only, Paul Hohen. Who did he, what did he do? Oh, yeah. Kate, what didn't Paul Hohen do? What he did um, he not do? Sorry, like No, truly, because we've already seen him with... Luck of the Irish, True Confessions, You Wish, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, and now Read It and Weep, and he's got uh, quite a few more to go decom-wise after this. Yes. Okay, so he is, like, an actual, um, well, I don't know if, like, I'm not saying Disney legend as in, like, actual Disney legends, I have no idea, but he is, like, as far as we're concerned, like, a Disney Channel legend. (laughs) Yes, for sure. He's... He's been around and he's going to stick around. He's out, he's honestly probably the one director that's going to stick around with us the longest. Yeah. So cool. Um, I'm excited to see more stuff by him because I feel like he does some really, really good work. Mm-hmm. And now as far as our cast goes, well, wouldn't you know, Kate, this is a Panna Baker double feature because not only do we have Kay Panna Baker as our main character, Jamie Bartlett, we also have Danielle Panna Baker as is. Yes, which honestly, it was so cute of them to cast it this way. Yeah, for sure. As you guys know, Kay Panna Baker was first in uh, Life is Rough and Danielle wasn't stuck in the suburbs. But, you know, very famously, very famous pair of sisters on the Disney Channel. Um, so it's really cool that they eventually got to do a decom together. Also, didn't and we talked about this before, but doesn't Kay Panabaker, or at least didn't she like work at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom? I know she did at one point. I don't know if she still is or not, but I know she did at one point, which I think that's really cool. Yes, that's super cool. 
Yeah, and then Danielle's still acting um, even today. So, you know, they, they um, one stayed on the acting path, the other went on a different route in life. But, you know, we love them both. Yes, we absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we have Alexandra Krosny as Harmony and Marcus C. Brown as Lindsay. Those are Jamie's two best friends. Uh, we have Allison. Oh, God, I'm probably going to butcher this last name. Skog. Scagliotti, Scagliotti, Scagliotti. I'm going to say that. Sorry if it's wrong. Sorry, guys. But as Sawyer Sullivan, who's our resident mean girl. Yes. Okay. So get this. Um, I, okay. Well, I mean, this is obvious, right? But like, uh, it's Allison, right? Allison. Yeah, Allison. Um, Sorry, I just had like a brain fart for a second. But the fact that she was on Drake and Josh, like, I cannot see her as anyone other than Mindy Crenshaw. Oh, that's right. She was on Drake and Josh. I totally forgot. I know I didn't watch as much Drake and Josh as you did growing up, but I know you were a big fan of that show. Yes, I watched it all the time. There was a solid moment of my life where my the shows that I watched, like looking back, it was Drake and Josh. House Hunters slash Property Virgins on HGTV and Burn Notice on USA, which is a very wild mix-up of shows to be watching at, like, eight years old, nine years old. But, uh, yeah, those were that. I watched one of those shows with dinner, like, every night. And so, yeah, I probably watched, like, every episode of Drake and Josh. And Allison plays... uh, Mindy Crenshaw, who is kind, who is eventually Josh's girlfriend and Jake's nemesis, um, or Drake's, um, yeah, Drake's nemesis, I think, kind of. They have like a weird like relationship, but um, yeah, she's she becomes Josh's girlfriend, and um, they actually start out like not liking. They're both competitive because they like, and Drake and Josh fans can can correct me, but they're both competitive and. They uh they want to like outsmart each other because they're both known as the smart kids in school. But eventually, her and Josh get together. Super cute. Um, but I yeah, it was so weird because I think other than this movie, like the only role I've seen her in is Mindy from Drake and Drake and Josh. If I can talk today, it's Drake and Josh. But um, but yeah, so it was very weird to see her in just a really different role because Mindy is sassy and Drake and Josh for sure, but um. Uh, Sawyer in this movie is definitely definitely a different type of character in a lot of ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said, I wasn't as big on the Drake and Josh as you were, but yeah, no, that's crazy to think. It's always weird when like Nick and Disney kids kind of like go over to the the other studio every now and then because you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait, I know you. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that's Sawyer. Uh, we have Jason Dolly as Connor Kennedy, a very young Jason Dolly, may I point out. Yes, which, like, wild, because, again, like, he, he was in a lot of stuff for the Disney Channel, obviously. But I, I really still think of him primarily for his role in Good Luck, Charlie. Yeah, because that's when he's the um, eldest sibling in the family. So it's like seeing him now in this movie as, like, young, it's like, whoa, that's wild. Yes, very, very weird for sure. Yeah, uh, we have 
Chad Broski as Marco Vega, who is Jamie's initial love interest, and we'll get more into that as the plot goes on. That's super interesting. I'm not really familiar with anybody after Jason Dolly in this cast, but although wasn't wasn't the dad in something for Disney? Uh, yes, Tom Virtue as Ralph Bartlett, the dad. He was the dad in Even Stevens, so we've actually seen him in a decom before. That would make sense because I was trying to place him and I was like, where have I seen this man? Yep, the Even Stevens movie because he is the dad on that show. Awesome. Okay, so that would make sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, he's an interesting character too. I felt like he was a little bit of comic relief. Yeah. And then we have Connie Young as Peggy Bartlett. That's Jamie's mother. Uh, we have Nick Whitaker as Lenny Bartlett. That's Jamie's older brother. We have Robin Riker as Diana, who is, they say Jamie's handler, but I'm like, is that the correct term for that then? I, you know, I've never, uh, maybe, I guess. Mm. I, I don't know. I've never needed a handler. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then after that, we have uh, Sawyer's two. Like Mean Girl, like her little like posse, who are apparently both named Jennifer, but they're played by Felicia Fihoko and Melinda Melinda Money, and then they have the the English teacher Miss Gallagher, that's Joyce Cohen, and then for some reason they have the actress that Jamie meets as last person on the list, so that's uh, Paisley Van Petten as Amber Tiffany, which I think that's just an interesting character included in the cast list. Yeah, for sure. I would not have thought to include that character, but cool. Yeah, but that's our cast. So now before we get really into the plot of this, Kate, do you have any history with this movie? I do a little bit. I actually remember watching it on the Disney Channel and really enjoying it. Like, I feel like it was one of my low-key favorites as a kid. Um, It was not like, you know, Camp Rock or High School Musical that I was crazy about. Um, or have any friends that were crazy about it or anything like that. I just remember watching it. I'd say probably, you know, I don't know. I know I saw it once, but I really think I saw it like two or three times if I were to guess throughout the course of my childhood. And just like, it was one that I would definitely sit down and watch it if it was on. I mean, I would not plan my day around it or anything like that, but it would always captivate me kind of thing. But how about you, Jake? Um, You know, I'm pretty sure... Ah, when I was watching it for the podcast, like, I don't think anything was like strongly coming back to me, except I'm like, and and probably for sure, like most of these decoms, I definitely saw the commercial, the trailer for it. But I don't know if I ever fully sat down to watch the full movie ever. Well, that's totally fair. I feel like that's me with so many of these. Yeah, and I think it's just because like, I don't know, maybe just the plot didn't interest me very much because like. I wasn't <laughs> I didn't get really big into English until I was in high school and this came out on six. So clearly I was not in high school yet. So I was not really big into English yet. So I'm like, oh, writing and stuff. No. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, I think. Yeah, I think that's just why it's because like the, the plot didn't interest me too much. But like I definitely saw the trailers, but like I don't think I ever fully sat down to watch the movie till just now. But, um, you know, I think that's kind of just me with some of these like lesser 
like I want to say lesser known decoms because like obviously like the big ones like the Halloween Town, the High School Musical, the Camp Rock. I knew I, I was there. I was seated. But like this, where it's like, well, it's not a musical, and it's not like about like anything like fantastical. I was like, mm, nah, I'll skip. No, that's totally fair. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it definitely appealed to a different demographic too than like just what you were interested in. Yeah, but you know, now we're here. We both fully watched the movie. So you want to just get on into this plot? Yes, let's get into it. All right. So this movie opens on uh, Jamie's bedroom where we get to see her, I guess, her writing setup. And I'm like, is this what a normal writer setup looks like, Kate? I mean, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I don't like write on a tablet. But I can say as someone who writes research quite often, my writer's setup is all over the place. I have ty- I've spent t- time typing at a desk, on my couch, um, occasionally in my bed. I, I don't have a writer's setup. So even though I do write often, I, I don't know if I'm the best person to ask. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird because like we see her like, sharpening a pencil at one point but it's like she never uses like paper to write because first of all let's point out the fact she has both a desktop and like this laptop tablet thing in 2006 mind you yeah like what yeah because like 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 oh that would have yeah that would have been unheard of yeah nowadays like we know all about those like you know um basically tablet screens that you can attach a keyboard to to make it a laptop but like 2006 i'm like no that wasn't a thing back then yeah um not at all and the interest like i i was literally you know it's so funny like i feel so elderly because um i was talking to some students in a class that i ta today about the fact that like in 2009, we would we had a family PC, and everybody would crowd around it to play. Everybody, like me and my group of friends, would crowd around it to play different games on the internet. Like, and that was in 2009. Like, after I mean, we did. I think we got our first PC in like 2004. I don't. I don't know, but it was. Yeah, that was not normal. Yeah, no, and yeah, like in 2006, we also, my family also still only had one computer in the house that we all used. And meanwhile, Jamie's got a computer in her room and this laptop tablet thing with, I don't even know what program she's got running on that. Cause like, what? (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause she's like, she'll type, but then she'll like, start drawing on the pa- on the page and I'm like what what program is this cuz it, it's not pr- it's not any program I think that actually exists <laughs> I could not pinpoint it if I have no idea yeah I, I don't know but I don't think it exists I don't think it does either but anyway we learned that Jamie's a freshman in high school but she she is writing her quote unquote personal journal, which is not really a personal journal because it is basically already a fictional book about is 
And is this Jamie's alter ego who is popular and cool and can climb the rope in gym class? Yes. And um, she's quickly like, yeah, but I'm nothing like Aiz. But you can tell that like she she wants to be. Aiz is who she wants to be. Yeah. Which, okay, I have two questions for you. One, did you ever keep a diary or journal at all in your life? I think I did, um, but they were all, like, they were very short-lived. <laughs> they were very short-lived. I never had any consistency with it. How about you? I mean, I didn't, but in high, but in high school, I was on Tumblr, so, like, same thing, right? I mean, it was kind of the new age, new age uh, journaling a little bit, I guess you could say. I mean, Tumblr is where you log on and, like, lie about your life to sound cooler than you were. Honestly, I feel like so many people did that. I mean, that's what you did in between uh, reblogging photos of One Direction and Five Seconds of Summer. Oh my gosh. I just, you're giving me flashbacks. I never actually properly got on um, on Tumblr, but I would see so many screen captures of Tumblr um, when I was younger. And yeah, that's kind of the vibe. I feel like Tumblr was very, like, it was very our generation, like, from, like, ninth grade to, like, I mean, it's probably through high school, but especially, like, the first couple of years of high school. Like, Tumblr was huge. Yeah, I think I think Tumblr, like, existing really, like, altered our generation's brain chemistry. <laughs> yeah, I, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, anyway, Iz can climb the rope, but Jamie in real life cannot because she gets called up to do it and she she can't do it. Did you ever do? Did you ever climb the rope? Oh, I feel like in elementary school, maybe I we never got very far up. I I don't know. I don't really. I, I vaguely have a memory, and I could even be making it up in my head, um, of. It being of us having a rope in elementary school, it was definitely not one of the major fitness tests, though, because I remember all of the fitness testing in elementary school that we did. Like, I was always pretty average on everything, except I was pretty good at least one time on the like upper body hanging test. And then I was always really bad at running compared to my peers. <laughs> Um, which would drive me nuts because I really always wanted the like certificate for meeting benchmarks. Um, and I would sometimes not get it because I sucked at running. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have a vague memory of there being one in our elementary school gym at one point, but like, I don't even know if that's a real memory. It was not anything that was fundamental nor anything that continued into like middle school and high school. But how about you? I mean, I think I'm the same. I think we only did it like in elementary school, but also I did everything I could to not take many gym classes in middle and high school. So, yeah, that's fair. I did in high school. I did yoga. I also I did, did yoga in high school. Yeah. Uh, remember yeah. when you could, like make flashcards and like lead a class? Yeah, that was interesting. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, where we all like our final was to play yoga teacher. And everybody yeah. lead the class for a day. Yeah, like, that was a time. What a great way for the gym teacher not have to to not have to teach, though. Yeah, literally. I, I was gonna say the 
I hated the days that she brought in the P90X tape. I was like, I'm not here for a real workout. Not that <laughs> no, literally. It's not a real workout, but this was like my ninth grade brain, okay? Yeah, no, when they that happened, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is supposed to be easy class. We'll be taking a nap for the last 10 minutes. What the heck do you mean we're actually working out today? I know. And like every two weeks, they, they'd break, break out P90X and it would be like, and I feel like all of us like non-fitness kids like for those of y'all who, the hilarious thing is and I think I've said this on the podcast before like I've, I'm now super into fitness but like when I was younger I was absolutely not like absolutely not and so I feel like any of us that were like really not into like athletics or fitness we're just like can we just not right now and I feel like some of the kids who were like obviously more athletic really didn't mind it but yeah I feel like all of us that were in there and we're not athletes dreaded the P90X days. Literally. Um, but yeah, so that's gym class. So then um, after gym class is where we officially introduced to her two uh, friends. That's uh, um, Harmony and Lindsay. And we quickly learn what their two like archetypes are. One of them is like the artist and the other is the activist who really cares about the environment. Yeah, they're cutie pies. Yeah, so um, they're heading to class, but on the way there, they're also handing out flyers for one of, um, I think it's, I think Harmony's the activist friend, one of her uh, rallies. So they're trying to hand out these uh, flyers, but like nobody actually, nobody really cares. And at one point, Jamie um, is confronted by Sawyer and her clique of mean girls. And we learned very quickly that, yeah, this is Sawyer's the head mean girl and Jamie's not a big fan of her and that in her, her journal Sawyer is the evil Myrna and is um, zaps her into perpetual detention. And so she saves the day and everyone loves her, but like in real life, it's not that like that at all. Yeah. Um, in real life, Sawyer's like, you're blocking my locker and Jamie has to move for her. And it's just, yeah, just very stereotypical. There was so much in this, honestly, that was very stereotypical, like mid 2000s, you know, Mean Girls kind of obviously Mean Girls came before this and is a slightly like more adult movie. But the the vibe, you know, I felt like for the care for the, you know, you have the 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 main mean girl and her two, you know, kind of minions, um, the vibe that Sawyer and her clique kind of give off is kind of reminiscent of Regina George a little bit, I felt like. I mean, honestly, watching this movie, I'm kind of like, this kind of feels like it was heavily inspired by Mean Girls, which is weird because, like, obviously, yeah, you said Mean Girls came first. And also this was based on a book. So I don't know how quickly, like, the timelines match up, especially when we get to the main conflict of, like, you know, Jamie becoming someone else because of popularity and fame. Yeah. And I have not read this book, but I know, like, uh, and this is stating the obvious here, but, like, some some movies inspired by books are um more accurate to the book than others um like yeah i very side note here but um i know a a couple of people who really love the movie ready player one and it is objectively a good movie like no hate to the movie whatsoever like it's artistically brilliant in a lot of ways but i was a really big fan of the book and it does not follow the book to the extent that i was expecting And so it just, like, the movie kind of, like, was a letdown for me for that reason. Um, Just because I loved the book so much. And so 
I I don't know to like what extent this movie or how closely it follows the book, I guess. Like, is it just loosely inspired or does it like flat follow point plot for point for plot point? Or is there like somewhere in between? I mean, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of books and reading and all that, we're now in English class and um I want to point out both now and in gym class, we see Jamie just on her laptop tablet thing, just writing and doodling away. And I'm like, I feel like in a realistic setting, she wouldn't one, she wouldn't be able to have that in, in gym class. And two, she probably would be told to get put. She'd probably get told to put it away in English class too. Yeah. Especially considering this was like 2006 and they were not nearly as commonplace either. It like would stick out more. Yeah, but anyway, um, we this is when we're properly introduced to Marco, who Jamie is totally head over heels for. But, you know, he's also very popular and I think at this point dating Sawyer. But anyway, the teacher um, calls on him to come up to the cl- front of the class and read a poem he was supposed to write. So he does that. And it's like, oh, it's all about how it's like, you know, this girl, she's like um, – so great and so wonderful but she doesn't know how i feel about her and it's like um jamie is like obviously eating this up because she thinks it's like the most romantic thing ever right um and and she's like oh swoon marco meanwhile her friend connor who is jason dolly is kind of like just giving like massive side eye and i'm like this is not very subtle foreshadowing if that's what this is not at all. And like, we don't come back to that to the end of the movie, but yeah, put a pin in that. Yeah. Um, but it's very obvious he has a crush on her from like the get go. Like they make Literally. that really, really obvious. Literally. And this is what we learn. Well, first of all, it's Friday, so they're about to head into the weekend. But we also learn that they have essays due on Monday. But not only are they just normal essays, but apparently they're getting uh, submitted to a writing contest. Which, okay, um, as a writing teacher, I just want to know how they define essay here. And I guess you can lose, like, I mean, I guess it's, it doesn't say critical essay or anything like that. But when I think of essay, I don't feel like what ends up being submitted, which we'll get to, which, which spoiler alert, spoiler alert is fiction, like would be accepted based on the other sample essays that they were discussing, but okay yeah but anyway kate now's not the time for that because now it's time for pizza now is time for pizza because um jamie's parents own a pizza parlor and they employ her and her friends yeah except we learn kind of quickly that the pizza parlor maybe isn't the most visited because we learn that her dad apparently just keeps making weird experimental pizzas that nobody ends up liking it really gave, and God, it could literally even be the same dad. I'm not sure. But it really gave, um, you know, in Holes, the movie with Shia LaBeouf, um, that, uh, da, 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 da. I'm sorry, my brain just did a thing. But um, where um, the dad is, like, trying to find something that will de-stink shoes. It kind of gave that vibe, but with pizza. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's been a minute since I've seen Holes. I should rewatch it. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a movie. I know that. 
I, I don't want to talk about Shia LaBeouf anymore. I know, <laughs> but I also know that he allegedly took responsibility, but also, yeah, I don't even, I don't know enough to um, speak more on that. But Holes itself is a really good movie. And uh, yeah, I just give the same vibe as the, as the dad in that movie, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, we see Jamie and her friends working at the pizza parlor. And I believe this is when like, Sawyer and her group come in and uh, she, uh, Jamie has another confrontation with Sawyer. Sawyer's like, oh, can you get me a new drink? Because I didn't I asked for no ice. And in her mind, Jamie is is and she just dumps the water right back onto Sawyer. But in real life, she's like, yeah, but I'll go get you some new a new drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so she also like Sawyer just randomly doesn't remember who she is. I'm like, they see each other literally every day. Yeah. Um, but anyway, after the pizza parlor is um the shift is over and the parlor's closed for the night, we see that uh Jamie and her friends are having a sleepover because what else do you do on Friday night, you know? Yeah. Um Yeah, so they were they're hanging out and she uh she goes to print her essay, but it won't print. Her printer is dead. She goes to borrow her brother, and her brother's is like, yeah, her brother's is like, don't talk to me. And so her friend, I think it's Harmony, is like, I can print your essay for you. And so Jamie, they're like watching like a soap opera kind of thing, and Jamie tries to send her the essay, but what does she end up sending her, Jake? Uh, well, she ends up sending her her journal because she wasn't paying attention when she hit send. Yeah, so uh, Harmony turns that in for her, I think. It was which, yeah. let's just pause right here, right now. You're telling me Harmony at no point ever checked to make sure that it was the right file that she got sent? Yeah, and also, like, like I don't know. I always go back to like my send box after I send like a attachment. So I, I don't know, but I I guess neither of them checked. Cause Which is why plot moved on. Yeah, plot has to move on. But also, like, the length of it alone should have told her it's not Jamie's paper because Jamie straight up told them her essay was only five pages with footnotes. Yeah, but alas, they uh, she doesn't pay attention and. It ends up getting turned in as her submission. Yeah. And then uh, between that and what happens next, um, there's just this weird, like, I don't know why it's here scene where Jamie and Lindsay are like trying on makeup at like this outdoor kiosk. And then Harmony comes in and reveals that the makeup they're using is tested on animals. And then that just leads to her pulling them away with their makeup not finished. And then Sawyer just shows up and laughs at them. And then like, that's it. Yeah. So, um, that, that was a really like kind of like weird scene, but I, again, I felt like it was just kind of to establish how much of the like Regina George esque character Sawyer is. Yeah. But anyway, it's now officially a whole month later and the winner of the essay contest is revealed and Kate who won the contest. It's Jamie, but she freaks out and she is not happy and she feels mortified. But then well, because, after oh, oh I'm go- sorry, go on. Well, because it's basically that's when she realizes that it wasn't her five page essay about like what passing time that she got s- 
submitted. It was her journal. Yes. And so it's like read aloud in the English class and everybody is reading it in the school newspaper. And she is just not feeling great about this. But. Oh, go on. I was going to say, which, first of all, you're telling me they printed pretty much a whole novel in the paper. How much room did they have? Well, she does add to it for the book, remember? Right. But but I'm like, still. It was still a long submission. Like when the English teacher is reading it, she's like, chapter three. And I'm like, first of all, what essay has chapters? Yeah. Again, I feel like the genre here was very, um, like, yeah, bizarre almost. Yeah. Anyway, you were going to say something else and I cut you off? No, you're fine. Um, I was just going to say that I feel like, um, oh my God, I might be losing my train of thought here. Um, no, I felt like the other thing that Connor, well, Connor points out to her at the end of the day after the English teacher, like reads her work in class or whatever. And she's so mortified, but then Connor, she's like, Connor is like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then she's like, but that was my journal. And Connor's like, Whoa, no way. But then he also points out like, as we all should be aware that there is no way that anybody is going to know. Right. Because preemptively Jamie changed everyone's names, which is also why I'm like, that's not a journal. Then you are, you are just writing a book. Yeah. Like I, I, again, the, like, like, Oh yes. Just for us, like an essay here is again, I mean, not that they specify like critical essay, but like not what we typically think of as a quote unquote essay, at least in like high school. Um, the journal is literally just a story. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah, because from what I gathered, I thought they had to like write about an academic topic. And I'm like, this is literally just like fiction. This is and then she this... went. It's just it feels weird, but whatever. They just they needed it for the plot. But yeah, because yeah. like I'm literally a writing teacher now, and it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> That's what I was like. I, I don't know how this movie's gonna affect Kate because it's about writing and all this stuff, and it's like I I wasn't sure. <laughs> I mean, like, let's be real, like, my, like, I do teach writing that, you know, I'm not a creative writing teacher. Um, I teach, like, the gen ed. Um, but, you know, I, so I, the writing that I, I'm very used to essay being defined a certain way, and I know it's not always defined that way. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's very... Yeah, it just seemed like they were supposed to submit about an academic topic, and like that's not what happened. And yet, Jamie wins anyway for a fictional story in a completely different type of genre that went way above what is our presumed word count um, limit. But you know, whatever. We're just gonna move on with that, I guess. Yeah, because apparently, her her book is just so good that an actual publisher wants to publish it. Yes. Um, which her mom tells her, and at first she's like, no, no, I can't do it. And then she ends up gathering all of her previous journals, which were written on paper, and combining them into a book. Well, because, and this is when this movie starts to become like Black Swan, because Iz, like, shows up in, like, in person to Jamie. He's like, oh, come on, you should do it. You know, don't be scared. Go and do it. And it's like, 
this movie is starting to take a turn. It definitely is starting to take a little bit of a turn here, which is going to develop more and more and more. Yes. So anyway, Jamie decides, you know what? No, I'll make the book. And then we cut to another month later and the book is now published and being sold. I'm sorry. What is that really how quickly a book can get published? Um, apparently in this world. Yeah. Cause I'm about to say, I feel like, cause I do follow a couple authors on social media and it seems like, especially your first novel, it takes a while for that to actually become a physical thing. Yeah. And they make this whole plot happen in like one semester or at least one academic year, but a lot of it is in like one semester, which is crazy crazy but yeah the book is published i did write oh thank god she got an actual like book cover artist to touch up her original art (laughs) yeah also they keep saying this is like a book but like when you open it up girl this is a graphic novel it is yeah it really is a graphic novel um yeah it's definitely a definitely a graphic novel um but at least to an extent, because there's all, it, you know, it's classified as a children's book at one point in the movie. But it also, I don't know. I feel like it's it's kind of like one of those interesting books kind of written. It would be aimed at like an early middle school audience, if I were to guess, because it's kind of like a novel a little bit, but it has all these pictures in it. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely not a traditional like novel for sure. Actually, now you say that, you know what this is? This is Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is. It's the feminine version of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Which is actually funny because that does exist. It's called Dork Diaries. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I did not know that. I did read the original Diary of a Wimpy Kid way back in the day. I might have read the second one, too. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, those were captivating. Those were fun. So I understand, I guess, why it got so popular. Well, Kate, you say that. I have six of them looking at me right now. <laughs> well, I can see why you were a big fan, because they were really captivating and fun. Yeah, I have, like, the first six. I think he's... St- I think the author's still making them, but, like, obviously I'm not keeping up, but still. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I mean, I haven't been either, obviously, but, like, very... They are a very cool series, again, by what I remember, so I fully get why they were just so popular and yeah this does give the same vibe diary yeah. of a Wicked. truly but yeah everyone loves the book and um jamie's being like sworn by people who want the, her to sign their book um we cut back to the pizza parlor and now it's like the place to be but it, um the dad thinks it's because people actually like his pizza but uh, it's actually just because people want to see Jamie because, you know, she wrote this amazing book. But Jamie's like, let's just not tell my dad that part. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know what? Business is booming and things are looking good. Yeah. Um, and this is also when there's also when uh, Jamie and her brother's relationship relationship becomes a bit more strained because it's revealed that in the book she wrote him as like a troll. <laughs> Yeah, and so he he confront he actually says a little like aside to the dad and is like is like I don't like this book like you wouldn't want to be portrayed as a troll or whatever it is would you? And he's like, oh, it's just a fictional character, son. Which it reveal it's revealed later. 
clearly not just a fictional character. It's also just kind of funny that like the brother's the only person who figures out that he's one of the characters in the book when like literally every other character is in there is someone she knows apparently. Yeah. Um yeah, apparently everybody has to be somebody that she knows, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, because like at one point, uh Jamie, after Sawyer like says hi to her and says her name and everything, uh, Jamie lets it slip to her two friends that Sawyer is Myrna. And then her friends asks, oh, are we in the book, too? And she's like, yeah, I agree. These two characters and like, but they're like the coolest characters. She go, she kind of backhand compliments them. She goes, well, yeah, the book is mostly fiction. Yeah, mostly fiction. It's like, oh, right. Well, that's uh. That's kind of mean, considering these are, like, the good people, the coolest people in the book, but all right. Yeah, this is also when we learn Kate. Kate, this movie is going to have a big dance. Uh, again, very stereotypical mid-2000s movie. Yeah, it's and it's not like prom or winter formal or anything. It's the deep blue sea dance. And... Um, all four of Jamie and her friends are like, well, you know, we would go, but, you know, we don't have dates. But they're um, Connor's like, well, if none of us have dates, why don't we just all go together and I can get my brother to drive us? And they're like, oh, sweet, let's do it. And so they're going to agree to go to the dance as a group. And then the next day at school, Jamie assigns herself, Lindsay and Harmony up to be on the decoration committee for the dance. Yeah. Which, oh. oh, go on. I was going to say, which, um, considering what um, this movie's plot's going to be, yeah, I don't know why she did that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. But, you know, we just, again, anything to advance the plot, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, then we go home. Well, the dad gets home, and there's, like, a bunch of like cars parked outside of their um is it i i think it's it's not a house i think it's like apartment complex one of the two but there's a bunch of people outside and he goes inside and this is when we learn that jamie now has a handler sent by the publisher because she's about to go on her book tour in the middle of the school year which like um what but oh, oh okay yeah we meet the the handler uh, Diana and we learned that yeah Jamie's about to go um, talk about her book on a bunch of talk shows to which I have to question has any author ever done like this as their book tour I literally don't know what best-selling authors do for press I don't <laughs> like, know we gotta I mean see Kate this just means we have to make a best-selling book so we can see yeah I, do, I assume they do do a lot of talk shows but also like I mean couldn't I don't know. I don't feel like it would take that long to, I mean, couldn't you just do a few in New York and call it good? I would, I'm probably going to be called out as naive by somebody like in the industry, but I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So Jamie's going to go on a book tour. Um, so she's talking to her friends that night while she's packing and being like, man, I can't believe I'm about to do this. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And her friends are like, well, I'm sure all the fancy parties and meeting celebrities will make up for it. And Jamie's kind of just like, Changes her attitude and goes, yeah, you're right. I think I'll be fine. There's also where we learned that her older brother, Lenny, plays guitar. But according to Jamie, he's never actually performed for anyone. So 
um, that's a put in your put a pin in that too for later. Yeah, it will be a little minor plot point that we kind of circle back to. Yeah. Anyway, now we get a montage of Jamie on her book tour, going to several talk shows and like having a photo shoot done. Like, if the book's already out, your author photos already taken. What what more did, photos do you need to do? It works for the montage. <laughs> Yeah, but also at certain points we see Iz like behind the camera, and at one point Jamie is replaced with Iz in the photo shoot. So we're showing that Iz is becoming a much more prominent figure in Jamie's life right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So um, we officially we are at this um one talk show where Jamie gives her interview. And then after the interview, like there, there's like immediately like an after party, even though I think it's supposed to be like, is it a morning talk show? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I would assume so. It kind of gave morning talk show vibes. Also, I feel like morning talk shows are the ones that are typically live or semi live, but I, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, um, we're at this party and there's like a really interesting collection of characters there because the two actors from the soap opera that Jamie was watching with their friends are there. And her mom's like, you should go talk to them. You know, they're just people like you and me. And Jamie's all like, no, 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 no. I cannot go talk to them. They are celebrities. And her mom's just like, oh, come on. You could just do it. Meanwhile, like this musician that her mom's a big fan of is there, too. And Jamie kind of jokingly tells her, oh, you should go talk to him. But then her mom just straight up does it because it's like, OK, I'll go do it. Honestly, I felt that in my soul about like as I've gotten older, I feel like my reactions would have been very similar to like Jamie and her mom, like accordingly. Like, I feel like high school me would have been like really like freaked out and like, oh, my gosh, they're celebrities. And now I would still be nervous and excited, but I would like throw caution to the wind and just go up to people I feel like. Okay, but Kate, if you were if high school you was in the same room as Luke Hemmings, would you go over and talk to him? I think I would. I think I would. But I would be sweating nervous. I did actually directly. Did I tell you this about I did actually talk to Five Seconds of Summer at a and I I don't think you did. <laughs> yeah. So I literally. I can't even remember. I think I asked about like their childhood memories or something like that. But um, I'll never. Um, I'll never forget like how I. OK, so I got chosen from like at a Q&A to ask a question to five seconds of summer. And this was when they were probably not at their peak popularity, but still like close. And um I some so there were there was some sort of thing going on from the question before me that I I thought it would be really funny to start things off with a lame joke to like I don't know if they were talking about telling jokes like there was some sort of connection in the conversation and so I I asked them and this was not my main question but I was just kind of like trying to play cool and coy and was just like how does the chicken cross the road? I did not say why does the, did the chicken cross the road. I said how to five seconds of summer. That's a core memory. Wow. Yeah, I don't think you told me that. Yeah, that was my little embarrassing moment. I mean, it really, I get it. Wasn't, that wasn't the main question that I asked or anything. 
but I did intro it by messing up the world's most like basic joke because I got nervous and I just was trying to like feed into whatever they were talking about with jokes before I asked my question. And like, I'm, I think I'm always going to be a little bit embarrassed about that in the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah. But Hey, at least you didn't get your hair tangled with a celebrity, I guess. Yes. And I did talk to five seconds of summer. So, you know, a win is a win. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, at first, uh, Jamie's kind of just like by herself and then is is like, hey, there's got to be someone here you can talk to. And she pulls the the big introvert move of when you're at a party, just find the dog immediately because she does. She finds the dog and it's like pets it. And apparently it's um the actress who she really likes it's her dog. So she goes to pick him up. And then when they both come up, somehow their hair gets tangled together. Yeah. And then so they have to like go to the bathroom to untangle it. Yeah, and at first the actress is just being really snotty towards her, but then one of her co-stars comes in and she's like, wait, you're Jamie Bartlett, right? I love your book. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of just like a never meet your heroes kind of thing, which is weird because like the first one she talked to plays like, I guess, the nice girl on the TV show, whereas the one who's actually nice plays like the evil girl. So it's like, you know, kind of flipping of like who they play on screen versus who they are in real life. Right. Yeah, but anyway, that's the party. So now she's riding in a limo because I guess authors can just get limos. I I feel like they just always use stere- limos as like the stereotypical celebrity car, which I think is funny because I don't think it's that way in real life. No, but yeah, so she's riding back to, I guess, wherever they're staying. Because, yeah, she goes there in New York at the moment. But um, um, her friends call because, you know, her friends are still working at the pizzeria. We also see that their friends are just straight up doing all the work for the decorating committee. And it's like okay you guys agreed to let her sign you up even though you knew she wasn't going to be here for a while but all right yeah but anyway they're talking and they're kind of just like you know hearing all about her her trip and all the celebrities she's met and they're like but wait 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 till you hear this and they tell her that marco and sawyer have broken up what whoa so now marco is available and you know there's a big dance coming up so jamie's like oh my god but then connor tries to get on the phone with her real quick but um she has to hang up because um her handler wants to talk to her so he doesn't get a chance to yeah and so this kind of becomes a pattern kind of so anyway jamie i guess after being gone for who knows how long comes back to school and she um Promises her friends that she's going to be at a animal rights rally that Harmony is um, has been organizing for, I think she says, like, literal months. And she says that if Jamie shows up, people will be there. And Jamie says, no, I won't miss it. And immediately I go, she's going to miss it, isn't she? Yeah, I was like, it's this is so obvious. Um, so obvious what's going to happen here. But you know what? All right. We'll we'll go with it. We'll roll with it. Yeah, because we see while she's talking on the phone to her friends about something for the decorating committee on the weekend, she then gets a call from Sawyer and Sawyer invites her to go to the mall on Saturday. So obviously Jamie is going to go do that instead. Yes, because of course being popular is more important than her friendships. Like Which, she really 
it sounds so petty, but I feel like this narrative is such a huge thing. I, I don't know, like not as much in high school, at least in my experience, but like in middle school, there was definitely a popular group and I kind of became acquainted with just one girl from that group. And one day I was invited to have lunch with them and it was such a big deal. And now looking back, I'm like, why? Yeah, it's, I don't know. Anyway, um, so we see that Jamie is slowly becoming more and more obsessed with popularity and fame. At one point they make it so obvious because she's um, she's about to step into like a coffee shop and she notices that the two tables have, one has Sawyer and her clique and one has Harmony and Lindsay. So instead of going in and having to pick between which she wants to sit with, she just immediately like turns around and goes out the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the um Oh yeah, at one point we also learned that um she officially quit working at the pizza shop entirely, which I'm like, I mean, how much of an actual employee were you considering it's your dad's? Yeah, exactly. But she's also like, you know, she's talking to her friend, she's like, I don't need the money anymore, guys. It's like, uh, oof. Yeah, but it's like, but your friends, but she promises she'll still be at the rally. And I'm like, no, she's not going to be at the rally. Definitely but not be at the rally. Like, we all knew that she was not going to be at the wed- uh, wedding rally. <laughs> yeah. Don't know where so that we, came from. Not sure either. But yeah, now that that's happened, we now cut to, at one point, her friends who are still working at the pizza place. Um, Marco comes in and he asks Connor if she's seen if he's seen Jamie anywhere. And he's like, well, no, she doesn't work here anymore. But he's like, well, if you see her, tell her that I'm looking for her and I want to ask her something. And that's when uh, Connor's all like, oh, no, he's going to ask her to the dance. Um. Yeah. Um, but alas. Things kind of get in his way a little bit. Yeah, because like he decides, well, he kind of first has this pep talk with his brother, because first of all, he in, in exchange for his brother driving them to the dance, he's doing a bunch of chores for him, which, by the way, his brother is like literally 30. Yeah, which like, OK, interesting. You know, everybody yeah. different family dynamics, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, but anyway, he tells um, his brother, like, you know what? Actually, I don't need you to drive us anymore because we're not going as a group anymore. And his brother's like, wait, why not? I thought you were going to, you know, go with Jamie and all them. He's like, well, Marco is going to ask Jamie. And his brother basically says, okay, so you just have to ask her first because, you know, you know, you're the one who's like, I guess it's just like, you know, you're the one who's liked her longer. So he tries to get in contact with Jamie by, like, calling her in her house, but she, like, never calls him back because she's always just like on the phone with like either her handler or like Sawyer or someone. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, it's now, um, we're back at school and Jamie walks into the doors and both Marco and Connor like run over to her. Cause they're both going to try and ask her to dance. And what I think the wildest thing has happened is like Marco gets to her first, but then Connor still like dives in to try and talk to her, but he ends up landing on the floor and Jamie straight up fully just steps on him with her shoe, which by the way is like a heel in high school. And I'm like, what is going on? Maybe I'm just resentful because like, I, again, like I do runway modeling, but it took me forever to learn to walk in heels like, well, 
and she just came strutting in here with her little boots which is great but yeah she just kind of like physically steps on him with her heel yeah so then marco officially asks her to the dance and she says yes so connor is defeated yes for now for now anyway after that she meets up with her uh, harmony and Lindsay, and oh no kate she forgot the rally is today wow so unexpected we didn't see this coming but she's like oh i thought i told my handler to tell you guys to like can you reschedule it to friday and harmony's all like no i've literally been working on this for months yeah um yeah, and so her friends are obviously pretty ticked off at her for good reason. Um, yeah. So, and so she goes to her, like, interview anyway, even though she realizes that she should be doing the rally. Yeah, and I'm not going to sugarcoat this, guys. I'm pretty sure we watch Jamie have a full-on mental break on live TV. Yeah. She's uh, actively, like, talking to Is and... Um, just yeah very she definitely I'm just, I, it's it's actually concerning how little concern there is for her mental health after this interview literally because like like I guess she's like but like it, oof yeah because she's fully having a conversation with is while the cameras are rolling and this just leads to her fully revealing that Myrna, the evil villain in the book, is based on Sawyer, and that pretty much every character in the book is based on someone she actually knows. Which is, again, such a huge oof. Yeah. So, and because this was a... And because apparently this was a live interview being broadcast all over the city, pretty much everyone sees this. Yes. So, when she goes back to school, she is being cancelled. Yeah, she's definitely canceled. Sawyer kind of turns everybody against her, but like is easily able to do so. She's like Jamie Bartlett slandered us all. And yeah, everybody kind of agrees and they cancel her. Yeah, because next thing she knows, the school newspaper is like five pages of the editor and it's all people hating on her. And Which like I, she I don't feel like in real life that uh the school administration would like let that slide, but all right. Right. And at one point she's like set up to have a book signing at the uh, pizza parlor, but nobody shows up because nobody likes Jamie anymore. And a group of kids vandalizes her poster outside of the pizza parlor, too. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, while Jamie's being canceled, we learn that Harmony and Lindsay. Well, firstly, we learn that Lindsay has made this giant paper mache whale for the dance. But Harmony convinces her to fill it with save the whales flyers but also literal actual seaweed yeah so that's a statement and so they do that in preparation for the dance like they're literally gonna pull a carry as jamie you know is continuing to date marco and uh who keep who like calls her is on like two different occasions yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about Marco, who just only wants to refer to Jamie as is, even though multiple times she says, can you stop doing that? It's just giving real ick. It is the ick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now that Jamie's even more isolated from not only her friends, but her peers in general, is is really like taking like 
like really like affecting her to one point she even yells at her um brother to be like i don't even know why you're still trying to be a musician you never play for anyone so why don't you just quit it yeah so that this is kind of like the pivotal the pivotal story or the pivotal um um moment of her just like continuing to be a jerk before she realizes that she's being a jerk yeah because at one point literally like even at lunch the only person who wants to sit with her is marco but even then he's still only calling her is yeah so we realize that like yeah she's not in a great place right now no like she literally like logs on to like aim instant messenger one night and like all of her friends immediately unfriend her while she's online yeah which like oof so she messages connor and she's like you don't hate me do you right and he responds with no i hate i hate what you've become oh so dramatic but she replies with honestly me too she's like no she's right i am the worst right now but like i I don't know it's just like crazy that like everyone just like unfriended her immediately upon logging on yeah very wild yeah and then this is when we also throw in a really weird last minute oh um financial trouble plot because we learned that apparently um, the the parents might ha- might have to close the pizza parlor because they're like in the red. So we're just gonna add one more stressor to Jamie's life here, just to like get her at her lowest low. Yeah. So, um, it's now the day of the dance. Jamie is getting ready, and this is when we basically have our big confrontation between her and is this is just like well you know i'm the reason you have all this fame and popularity and jamie's like no you're the reason everyone hates me now and is just goes who cares if your hometown hates you you have fans all over the world now and jamie's like but i don't want that i want my friends back and she's like you know what i'm done with you and she like closes her computer because she thinks like that's gonna make it so is doesn't appear in my mind anymore Right. Which is like, this girl needs help. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, is not kind to Jamie, even though is is a part of Jamie. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, this is, this is Disney Channel Black Swan. A little bit. Yeah. So she goes to the dance with Marco, but like, this is also where like if their relationship kind of culminates where Mar- she's just like, can you just stop calling me is my, I am not is I am Jamie. It's also where we learned because, um, uh, what we learned is that Connor, uh, wrote a, a letter to the editor in the newspaper, actually like, um, praising Jamie, yeah defending jamie and saying like everyone's just mad because uh jamie saw past our our masks our facades and saw us for who we really are but like because it's the same kind of writing style as the poem marco read she thinks marco wrote it so when she asks um she thanks him for writing the uh the letter he's like i didn't write that She's like, but it's just like the poem you wrote. I was like, oh, I didn't write that either. I paid Connor to write that for me. And she goes, wait, what? And then she realizes that she doesn't really want to be with Marco. 
now she realizes, wait, no, Connor is the one I need to be with. But um, bef- um, while that also happens, like is appears again and she's like, well, who cares if Connor actually wrote that? You want to be with Marco? And she's like, no, I don't. And this leads to this leads to the craziest part of the whole is Jamie dynamic because Jamie literally like reaches out and grabs is his arm. But to everyone else, she's literally grabbing air. Nothing. Yeah. Which again, kind of showing that she is like, like legitimately mentally ill and it should be taken seriously, but it's not. No, but like she brings is over to a corner and they literally have like a whole argument again about like, no, my life is terrible. This is awful. And is is like, literally, who cares? You're famous and rich and you can you can do better than all of these people now. And as this is happening, this is when um, Harmony and Lindsay are getting ready to um, pull the string on the whale to like release the flyers and seaweed. But before they can do it, the, the English teacher, who's like apparently the only teacher chaperone at this dance, calls Jamie up to the stage to like congratulate her because for some reason she still thinks Jamie did anything at all for the decorations, even though Lord knows she wasn't. Yeah. But Jamie, after, even though is kind of eggs her on, decides, you know what, I'm going to turn everything around and apologizes to her friends and, um, set and kind of makes a declaration about, Hey, this was my private journal and it wasn't supposed to be published. I mean, this is this is really another this is really like another shade shade of Mean Girls because it's like she's at the big dance and she's like won this like accolade or whatever, but she takes the moment to be like, "No, I was terrible." Yes. Um. Yeah, and so, um, then she gets off stage and she asks her friends like where's connor and they're like well he dipped while you were on stage and so she runs out to the parking lot and is able to catch connor just before he was about to get in the car with his brother yeah and she goes like wait connor i know the truth i know that you um wrote the poem and you wrote the letter and it's like ah you're the one i should be with and first of all, I do want to admit Connor, Harmony and Lindsay forgive her way too quickly. Honestly, they really do. But in a very rare moment, um, Connor and Jamie kiss on the lips. Yeah. in a decom, not only in a decom, in a post high school musical decom. Wow. Like Troy and Gabrielle did not get that. And yet here we are with Jason Dolly and KK Baker living the yeah, Truly. So they go back in and as like a final part of her apology, Jamie pulls the rope and unleashes the flyers and seaweed on everyone. Yes. And then her brother performs on stage, kind of bringing together the plot of him not not being willing to play in front of anybody and not being confident in his musical ability. And then that's it. Well, almost, almost that's it. Cause then they go to the pizza parlor and this is when we get, um, the invention of seaweed pizza, which apparently everyone loves. Yes. Um, which sounds icky to me, but I also don't like seafood. So who knows? Yeah. Also, for some reason, we see a scene of is like doing dishes. So it's like, okay, so is this still here? So like, 
Jamie should still probably seek like someone's help about that. Yeah. Um, but the final shot of the movie is Jamie uh, narrating and saying, and that's the story of how my private personal journal became a bestseller. So, wow. Wouldn't you know it? That's the title of the real book. Ta-da! It all comes together. Ta-da! And that's Read It and Weep. So, Kate, what are your final thoughts and your rating of this one? I mean, I still really like this movie, but I also identify with the characters a little bit because, like, I did grow up loving writing. I'm an English girly. Um, So it is kind of up my, like, alley in that way a little bit more um probably than it was for you but um yeah i mean it's not my favorite decom in the world but i think it's really solidly done um i'm gonna give it an 8.7 how about you jake yeah um i definitely think this one probably does appeal more to you than me just because like obviously i mean i am also a kind of a creative because like you know jamie was also like drawing in her thing and you know i'm i am an artist i did go to art school but like the whole writing aspect you know i'm i've never considered myself the best writer but you know also like i said this is probably why i didn't watch the movie when i was younger but right. like it wasn't the worst thing we've ever watched i didn't hate my time watching it i had a pretty all right time it's just the the, the the way they try and show off how like famous you can be- get for being an author, I don't know how much I believe that, but I don't know. Overall, it was a fine movie. I probably wouldn't be like the first thing I put on like just to watch, but um, what'd you say, eight point seven? Yes. I think I'm just gonna give it a solid. I'm just gonna give it an eight. Fair enough. Yeah. So. Now, before we move on, Kate, I should let you know we did get some feedback on this movie. Ooh, yes! What's the feedback? We have received an email. Ooh, what does the email say? All right, so this email is from ScoobyCool9, who, if you remember all those months back, um, also gave us, sent us an email in for our Sky High episode. Ooh, very cool. Well, good to hear from them again. Yeah, so the email goes as follows. Hey, Jake and Kate, I don't think I have written in or have maybe once. I wanted to for High School Musical, but was a bit too late for that. That being said, Reading and Weep was one of those decoms I remember that was weird for me. So let's get into my reactions to it. Boy, does this movie do a good job still showing the lasting impact of fame and how it can negatively impact a person? Like, that still holds up, even if other aspects don't. Like, the overall message is good, but boy, were some ch- boy were some choices were made. Um, yeah, fair, fair yeah. assertion. Yeah. Let's talk about the thing I remember being bad, like the way the journal was published in general. For starters, she told her friends what her essay was about. So when her friend got a completely different file, why didn't she call her up and ask, hey, um, is this the right one? Likewise, if she had just um, said, hey, I know... Oh, if she had just told her brother, hey, I know you don't like me in your room, but I need to use your printer, then um, then I'll be gone. 99.99% of this movie wouldn't happen. Very true. Yeah. Uh, the teacher was cool with a short story being being brought in place of an essay. I feel like that would have been called out almost immediately. Like, hey, I need to talk to you about your 
or your essay and let's ignore the fact that um and let's ignore the fact you're telling me that a short story won an essay contest. At no point does yeah. Jamie have any yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, at no point so, does Jamie have any agency in her writing. It's pretty typical to talk to a student before you submit to a writing contest. Just so much about is just just so much about Oh, just so much about it is just bad. Even Kid Me was like, that doesn't make sense when the movie first came out. But, I mean, I, as much as I really enjoy this movie, I feel like that's totally fair. Like, a lot of it does not make actual sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next parts are pretty fine, though Is definitely has more negative influence as time goes on. That being said, I do find it unrealistic that nobody else connects their characters to the ones in the book except for Lenny. Like, no other character at all. Marco Vega doesn't figure out he's Marco Vincent. Sawyer doesn't suspect herself of being Myrna. Not a thing until later on. Yeah, that is that is weird. That is weird because he does say that at the. P I didn't even think about that, but that's so true. He, at the pizza shop at the beginning, he's like, "I'm a troll" or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, the whole tour feels like a different movie at times. That being said, once Jamie messes up, it is immediately turn-coded when people realize they are characters in the book. Like, they love the book when they didn't connect it to them, but don't when it's obvious. Yeah, I still don't fully believe it. That being said, it's still not the weirdest aspect of the movie. This is true. Uh, he says the uh, the weirdest part of the movie is uh, Connor and his brother. <laughs> like, they have some very brief interactions, but each of them is weird, ignoring the fact that his brother is much older. It is just weird. We don't see him. Oh, we don't see him interact with anyone else, even Jamie, when she's less than five feet from him. He only seems to exist as a prop for Connor or to ad advance the plot. He feels like a last minute addition. Oh, that's fair enough. Like, I could see that. Yeah, maybe he was. Maybe he doesn't exist in the book. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. That being said, that does bring up an interesting plot about Jamie and Iz. It definitely feels like a com this movie is a commentary on mental health and uh, disassociative identity disorder. Like, it would just be an overactive imagination, but Iz is real to Jamie. She sees and talks to her on multiple occasions. I feel we definitely should have seen Jamie getting some therapy, but I guess Disney didn't want to do that. Well, on to the last element that is weird. Yeah. Yeah, like, we both agree that Jamie definitely needs to seek some, like, professional help about this whole is thing. Yeah, like, honestly, kind of want to write about, like, as, like, someone who... Um, so I have my... I'm getting, or I'm getting my PhD binder in media, which is a very unique thing to the school I'm in, but regardless... I uh, kind of want to write an essay about like mental health in this movie because there's some stuff going on. For sure. All right. So the last weird thing that um, Scooby Cool wants us to talk about the seaweed pizza. You're telling me yeah. that the teens like smelly pizza with seaweed that was on a person. Like the amount of yuck to that is on next levels, especially since we know it was in the gym and on Lenny for a while. That's it. Oh, and the fact that one good night could bring their year out of the uh, get them out of their the red. That's unrealistic, though. It's nice they don't take Jamie's book or check money for the pizzeria. That is. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Lenny's song was good. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a bop. Kind of is. Yeah. Uh, also, I guess I should. Oh, I should talk about the book adaptation weirdness. Like Connor and Jamie being longtime friends, the pizza place and Lenny were all movie specific editions. Oh, really? Good Interesting. Oh, it says here in the book, Jamie has a sister named Allie. Hmm. 
I, okay. inter- very interesting change. I wonder why they changed it to Lenny. Yeah, interesting. But also, thank you for letting us know some things about the book. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One last thing to add. I don't think we are ever told Connor's book counterpart, which makes me suspect Jamie didn't write one. Like everyone else we know to some degree. And the fact he isn't insulted by this means he probably was omitted. It really does recontextualize the relationship, though. That's a good point. Yes. Like he is invisible to her. That wow, is I, good point, yeah. And I would have thought of that. Yeah, that definitely yeah, reemphasizes his relationship with her, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's it for me. Catch you all hopefully on the High School Musical 2 review or in another weird memorable movie for me. Scooby Cool 9. Well, thank you so much for the email. Yes, Scooby Cool 9. Write us anytime. We love hearing your takes. And yeah, super interesting stuff. Um I, especially about Connor, like my mind is reeling from that right now. But yeah, really, really um, great take. Write us whenever, love it. But yeah, wow, my mind is like going a million miles an hour after that letter. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, like like Kate said, email us anytime. That goes for any of y'all listening too. You know, that's the um, start of something new podcast at gmail.com. But now that we're officially done with Read and Weep, Kate, where can the listeners find you on social media? You can find me at KBRandom on Instagram. How about you, Jake? Well, you can find me on Instagram at JakeBlueArt. You can find the podcast on Instagram at SomethingNewPod. Um, I already gave the email, so I won't say it again. But um, like I said, if, you all, if any of y'all want to email us, go ahead. We love hearing from you. And if you guys are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a rating and review. And if you do that, we'll read it live on the show. And lastly, this podcast is distributed on Spotify for Podcasters, which is a podcasting app that allows you to record and post and distribute um, podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. And if you're on Spotify for podcasters, you can leave us a voice message. And if you ever do that, we'll listen to it live on the show. Um, But all right, Kate, before we sign off, are you ready to hear what we're watching next time? I'm so ready to hear what we're watching next time. Well, I think y'all are going to be real excited because it's time to head to Barcelona and discuss the Cheetah Girls too. Okay, so fun fact about this. I'm sorry. I know that this is for next time. Strut is at like the top of the songs that I will listen to when like channeling my like runway model. Like <laughs> oh my for Fashion Week. Like, yes. So excited for this. Yes. And I think. We're going to do our best to have a special a special guest on that episode. But um, like I said, that'll be next time. So get ready for Cheetah Girls 2. But all right. Uh, I think that'll do it for us for this time. So thank you so much for listening. And we will see you all next time. Bye. We will see you. Bye.